So, what's going on? Um, sorry, been a bit lax on the old uh, videos and podcasts recently. Stuff has been very busy, but that's not neither here nor there. So, anyway, I want to look, uh, continue what we did last time. We did uh, patterns, rules, and, uh, you know, where you can go down in your marks, etc., etc. And we want to look at a little bit continuing tournament rules. So, we go sparring today. So, individual sparring, um, what the rules are, how you score, how you... Uh, how you pick up fouls, how you pick up warnings, what are the criteria for winning, etc, etc. In case you don't know, and a little bit on scoreboard, I was trying to find a good example of a scoreboard, but I couldn't find one, so um, I'll have to kind of talk you through it as best I can, and you'll just have to picture it in your head. Anyway, here we go. So, the rules for sparring are fairly straightforward. Hit the other person more than they hit you, legally. Um, but there's subtlety to that, right? So, let's talk scoring, first of all. How, how does the scoring system work in, in ITF uh, Taekwondo sparring? So, uh, punch... Any punch to the to the head or to the body? Any, uh, l- l- actually, before we go before we go to that, let's look at the legal targets. There, there's nine legal targets: uh, front and the two sides of the face, front and two sides of the upper torso, front and two sides of the middle torso. So everything above the belt uh, is le- everything above the belt into the front is legal, right? So no attacking the back, no attacking the legs, no sweeps, no holding, no throws, or whatever. We'll get into that in a second. Um, so how do we score points, right? So if you score a punch anywhere uh, above the belt, so a punch to the body, one point; punch to the head, also one point. There's other associations and other old rules and different rules that have different scores for jumping points and jumping punches and stuff like this. Not not in the ITF Taekwondo rule set that I know and that I follow. And again, like I said, these are the, the rules I'm looking at are the ones that come from the were enforced as of the 1st of January 2005. And these are the uh, amended rules from February 3rd, 2017. So these are the rules and uh, understandings that I'm going by. So... Uh, where were we? Punching, yeah. So, sc- score a punch anywhere on the legal target, one point. Uh, kicking. You score a kick anywhere on the body, above the belt, uh, it's it's two points. Two points for a kick to the body, right? Arms don't count. Has to be one of the target. Arms don't count. Um, you score a kick to the head, it's three points. Again, other rule sets have jumping kicks worth other points. No, not, not, in the, not in the rules that I understand and that I know. So, there you are. That's how you score your points. Punch, one point. Uh, kick to the body, two points. Uh, kick to the head, three points. Um, so how does a sparring match work? So red and blue, Hong Chong. These are your competitors. So one competitor is red, one competitor is blue. Uh, usually marked out by sparring gear at international competitions. You'll always see red or blue. Uh, national tournaments are a little bit kind of sometimes more relaxed on this. You know they'll have tags or flags that they'll stick to people, and the umpires will score them accordingly, or they'll switch helmets or head guards or whatever, right? Um, but that's the way you have a red competitor and you have a blue competitor uh the time depends again for for you know color belts it's one round for a black belt it's two rounds uh again depending on if you're junior or senior the times will change anywhere from a minute and a half for juniors uh, to two minutes for seniors to two minutes for black belts uh although that can change as well sometimes and i'm not i don't i don't fully have the national uh, national rules under my under my thumb just yet but that's that's the general kind of understanding of it it's a it's a two two minute rounds and you need how do you win how do you win right so it's not just because how how is this scored so you have a center referee uh who will control control the match and stop it for fouls and warnings and things like that and we'll talk about what they are in a second and you have four corner judges right and the four corner judges will score the points that they can see so if i can clearly see sitting in my corner a punch to the head and i have to see it i can't score it if i don't see it and um, i mark it as one point if the other judge doesn't see it they mark it as nothing right so i will plus one to red or plus one to blue or whatever it might be, right? Um, in the same way, 
kicks to the body, I'll score my plus two, and kicks to the head, I'll score my plus three, right? Um, it's Then what happens is with the electronic scoring system, this tallies it and keeps track of it all the way through. And if you have the electronic scoreboard, you'll see this updated in real time. Um, and the way this works is the competitor with the most votes in their favor is the winner, right? So the most you can win a match by is 4-0, right? As in all four judges saw the match in your favor. You can have matches that end 3-1. You can have matches that end, you know, 2-0-2. Uh, two, two. Uh, you can have matches that end 2-2-1. Two, two, 3-0-2, so on and so forth. Or sorry, not 3-0-2, don't listen to me. Uh, or 2-2-1, that's not real either. Um, you can only have a maximum of four. So it's 2-1-1, for example. Or 3-0-1 uh, or 3-1-0 or whatever, right? And what's this third one that I'm talking about? So you can have either uh, a score for red, a score for blue, or a draw. So that's how that's how a judge can see it, right? So for example, if you imagine at the end of a sparring match, uh, you will get... Uh, red has three votes from three referees and uh, three umpires and blue has one vote from one umpire the score there is you know three three one three zero one to red so three three to red zero draws and one to blue or however you want to read it um in order to win you have to have at least two judges in your favor so if it's three draws and one to you it's a, it's a, it's an extra round right so if it's in the event that the game ends in a draw or the match ends in a draw there's a an extra round so we will do an extra round in a, a usually an extra minute and see if we can decide a winner that way again umpires will sit in the corner and score it as they see fit and the the person with the most amount of points that according to the tally and that's the sum of the the person with the most votes from an umpire after that round will, will then be decided the winner okay um if it's still a draw after the second round, it goes to a sudden death or a golden point or whatever, however you want to see it, right? First point wins. So in this case, it's all the corner judges will stand up. The centre referee, whenever they see any kind of action, will stop the fight straight away and, and call the, for the judges to make a decision. And if the judge saw a clear score, they'll put their flag up red or blue uh, or they'll signal red or blue if they have the electronics. Uh, if they have flags, they'll put the flag up red or blue. Again, you need at least two flags to win. You need at least two flags to win. So, um, and that that's kind of how that's kind of how sparring sparring decisions are decided and sparring matches are decided, right? So, it's not about uh, I scored fifty five points and I won fifty five to twenty two. It's 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 not that's not how it works. You can win. You can score fifty five points from on one one umpire's card, and they might have you up fifty five nil, whereas another umpire might have you up two nil it's still only worth two votes at the end of the final score, right? So uh, you'll often see variation in how, how referees score, and naturally, right, because they're sitting in different places, they have different advantages, they have different viewpoints. Um, so the thing to keep in mind, when you see the, the scoreboard, the centre will have the number of votes for red, the number of votes for blue, uh, and the number of draws. And on the new modern scores, you can see the four judges will have like a staggered dot per judge. So if they have, you're ahead by one point from one judge or two points or three points or four or more points. And you can see roughly, so you know how close the match is just on, on that. So it's not just, like it's 4-0 if it's, it's it, it, it could be 4-0, but there's only one point in it. You can tell this by looking at the scoreboard quickly, but I always tell my juniors, don't look at the scoreboard, just just play your game, you know. Um, seniors, when you're more clever and you can check and you have you understand by visually looking what how to read it quickly, Maybe, yeah, still, I'm sure coaches all over the world will say, don't look at the scoreboard, don't worry about the scoreboard. 
Um, but that's 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 one thing you can tell. So you can tell how 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 the match is running based on the based on the scoreboard in real time. If it's if it's if there is an electronic scoreboard, if it's just flags and, and clickers in the hands or tally counters in the hands of the corner umpires, you'll never know. So you just have to play the game. The other thing that you'll see on the scoreboard is fouls and warnings, right? And this is um, warnings usually marked out. Uh, they were yellow on the old system. I don't know what they are in the new. But y- you can pick up warnings for certain infractions and you pick up fouls for serious infractions, right? Um, for every three warnings you pick up, you lose a point. For every foul you pick up, you lose a point. So one foul, minus point. Three warnings, minus point. If you pick up three fouls, you're disqualified. Straight up gone sorry go home thanks very much hope you had fun so <coughs> sorry uh yeah so you can pick up kind of unlimited warnings right there's no it's not like if you get nine warnings that's the same as three fouls or you're out right you can pick up as many warnings as possible but um you can only pick up three fouls right so what are the what are the terms and conditions around uh around warnings and fouls right um so let's let's talk some of the kind of warnings these are sort of they're they're infractions, but they're not serious enough to take a point off you. So things like um, pretending to have scored a point. So you, there's an exchange, and you run off with your hand in the air. Yeah, I got that point. No, we don't want to encourage that kind of behaviour. So you'll be given a warning for that. You know, trying to influence the umpires by you know acting that you scored or whatever. Right? And I've seen these warnings given. You know, or no, no, that didn't hit. No, no, touching your glove. Not, not, not a chance. You know. Uh, warning right if you step out of the ring two feet leave the ring uh, or one foot is in the ring and one foot is out of the ring and the foot that's in the ring is lifted that's the same thing right so if you step out of the ring you get a warning uh, if you've been pushed out it's not the same right that's a different story right um, that's 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 an infraction on the other person right so uh, but if you if you step out of the ring or there's an, uh, there's an exchange and a chase and you, you you know you get blitzed out of the ring or side kicked out of the ring or whatever it might be that's still a warning for you, right? When you may, when you get that warning for leaving the ring, you're brought back in one meter and you reset from where you left. Um, if you fall down, uh, whether intentional or not, right? And this is this is the one that people often sort of when they first play the game, they go, "What?" But he kicked me over, and it's like, "Yeah, well, them to the breaks." So, if any part of your body, apart from your feet, touch the ground at all, it's it's considered uh, falling down. So you, it's a warning for for loss of balance, right? Uh, if you if you fake an injury to, to run the clock down, you know, to gain an advantage, another warning. Um, if you're running away or intentionally avoiding sparring, we see this especially at young grades where they turn their back, they turn their face away, turning away, trying to avoid sparring, right? You, you, can, you can move and you, you, you have to face up. I say this to my students all the time. You have to face up as you move if you if you just run away from your opponent it's a, it's a warning for you so if you keep turning your back and move you know i said especially at young grades when one competitor is much stronger than another often we see this exchange turn away exchange turn away exchange and the warnings just rack up and up and up and up but um so you have to you have to face up against your opponent you know you always have to you always have to face up to to avoid turning away to a, for avoiding sparring warning you don't want to pick up a warning for avoiding sparring so um <laughs> it's actually written in the rules here. I just noticed this. using the center referee as a shield is considered avoiding sparring. <laughs> so you grab the referee and put him in your way. I don't know. I'm assuming that means moving around the ring to position the center referee in front of you, right? Um, unintentional attack to an illegal target. So if you, uh, you know, above and below the belt. So if you if you if you if you kick the leg by 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 accident, can you kick the leg by accident? Maybe you. you I don't know. Uh, or you, as you go for the dolio and they switch their stance and you tag them in the back, it's it's it, unintentional. It's warning you, you shouldn't hit the, you should have control not to, 
not to not to hit the illegal targets, right? So unintentional uh, attack to an illegal target minus uh, or sorry, warning point warning for you. Uh, if you adjust your equipment, here's the one that we don't see given a lot because an awful lot of time people will flick their helmet or they'll pull their glove or whatever it is, and you know, technically maybe that's a warning. So if you adjust your your equipment without the consent of the centre referee, it's a warning, right? So. Uh, this is again to stop you know people running down the clock and wasting time. Oh, hang on, I have to do this and I have to do that and all oh, my gum shield. Look, 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 all of this stuff, right? So that's uh, also considered a warning. If you push with your hands, your shoulder, or your body to create distance or to unbalance the the opponent or you know push them out of the way or whatever, like this, this is this is also a warning. So pushing, you, no, no pushing. You get a, a warning for pushing. Um, so these are the kind of. Uh, these are the kind of infractions that you can pick up warnings for that are in three of them are, are th- pick up three warnings and you, you get a, uh, you lose a point. You know? The common ones are, you know, uh, leaving the ring, loss of balance. These are the ones we see the most of. Uh, sort of, um, you don't really see them, the other ones. Well, you do see them, but th- these, are, these are the most common ones, right? So um, minus points and fouls, right? So these are Gamjung Hana. So the, the warnings, Jibi Hana uh, and fouls, Gamjung Hana. Uh, hand goes up, spin the finger, minus points. Uh, heavy contact is the first one so anything that the centre referee and the JP deem to be excessive contact contact made without any attempt to control uh, the technique or with the intent to really deliver damage or it's written here the technique, the delivery or the technique or the emotion of the competitor so it, it, you know you know those, those those shots where there's actual malice in them right? They, these are not, not out to score points they're out to do physical damage to somebody now so this is heavy contact, excessive contact right um, you know, we can play competitively and we can play, you know, uh, we can spar competitively and we can, we can, uh, th- there'll be a very big difference in the contact level between two senior black belts at international level and two junior yellow belts, right? We have to kind of use our discretion as umpires there, what, what's constituted as heavy contact, right? Um, but the, the, the main point is, this is Taekwondo, we, we, we're scoring points, we're not, uh, we're not out for knockouts, right? Um, you know, th- th- things can happen, but you know, uh, heavy contact is a foul technically in ITF Taekwondo. Um, attacking a fallen opponent. So if somebody loses their balance and then you you know they're lying on the ground and then you, you you decide to take the head off them, yeah, minus point. In some cases, you might see people go straight to the JP and say, well, "What did you think about that?" And this grounds, I don't know, but maybe if this grounds for disqualification or something, but this, if there's real malice in it or something. But if you attack somebody uh, with any part of your body when they're on the ground, it's a foul, right? You can't hit a person on the ground. Sweeping is actually a foul. Leg sweep. So if you take the, if you take the the feet off of your opponent with a sweep, it's a you grab the leg and you sweep the other one. Minus point, right? Holding or grabbing, retaining any part of the body. And this is this this didn't always this wasn't always a foul, and it, uh, it caused a a lot of um, interest when it became a foul. So any kind of holding. So in the exchange where people run and they grab, it's to stop this kind of clinch that we see in in boxing or in Thai boxing or in even in WT where they grab the the hogu or whatever um but also it's, it stops us from grabbing legs in side kicks holding side kicks holding gloves when people are uh, i've seen it in the past where people hold beyond people and just box the head off them at the side so it's to stop this so no holding no grabbing uh, that's a minus point intentionally attacking uh, an illegal target i actively target your knee with a side kick yeah foul not allowed right and then the, the kind of last key of key foul is kind of unsportsmanlike conduct right and this is kind of self self-explanatory you know actions taken by a competitor that shows disrespect or any of the you know so you know things like you know 
bad language, uh, scratching, spitting, these kind of things, you know. Uh, failure or refusal to follow the referee's dis- uh, uh, directions, intentionally leaving the ring, you know, um, these kind of, the, where where it's, you know, it's it's yeah, unsportsmanlike conduct, you know. Don't be an, well, I can't, I'm not going to say it, but, you know, common sense, right? So uh, I think these are the these are the main kind of things you get fouls for. There are some uh, there are some further things we should talk about, which is disqualification. I just uh, come across it here now that I see it. Uh, disqualification may be issued for the following offences, and I'm assuming this is at the discretion of the jury president. So misconduct against an official or ignoring instructions. So if you have a go at the centre referee, you're guaranteed to be thrown out of that match and probably never invited back again. Uh, uncontrolled or excessive contact, so you completely flip your lid and yeah see you later three minus points given by the center referee uh automatic disqualification we covered that already uh, being under the influence of alcohol or drugs yeah makes sense uh loss of temper so uh, failure to control your behavior your words or and or your emotions right so you again you lose you lose the right uh you insult your your opponent your or a coach or an official or any you know uh disrespect uh you know verbal or, or otherwise to uh to anybody biting and scratching what are you doing? You can't bite people. It's not. We're not animals. <laughs> um, uh, elbows and knees uh, or headbutts. These are all disqualifications. There's no elbows in ITF sparring. There's elbows in ITF Taekwondo. Just not an ITF sparring. There's knees in ITF Taekwondo. Just not an ITF Taekwondo sparring. Uh, being negatively responsible for causing loss of consciousness. So if you act... Um, being negatively responsible for causing a loss of consciousness, momentary, short-term, or long-term. Negatively responsible. If you are responsible negatively, I, I'm assuming that means knocking people out or being knocked out yourself. No, no. has to be has to be in relation to uh, other people. Actively trying to knock somebody out. Disqualification. Yeah, that seems to be... It seems to be the way. And it's up to the, the jury president to give the, the, the DQ. So they're kind of some of the um, the rules and regulations around ITF sparring. They're all up on the ITF Take One the website. You can have a look at them there, uh, as well as some of the hand signals that the umpires will use, and so on and so forth. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting when you see because uh, uh, you know uh, there's a few there's a few subtleties to the game. It seems very straightforward on paper, you know, just hit the other person more than they hit you. But then when you think about all the little regulations around how you can do it, there's there's food for thought. And you can use this knowledge of your rule set to kind of really game your approach to how to how you're going to spar, right? If you know you're physically stronger, maybe you can play for warnings on the other person by pushing them with sidekick and chain, pushing them to the edge of the ring and help them pick up a few warnings. If you know you're up at the end or it's it's, it's close match and you, you know you know you can't afford to take another warning because it'll give you the third one and you'll be down a point and that could flip the scores these sort of stuff all of this comes into ring craft and strategy and all of that when you're sparring and that's that's a whole other side of it but um they're the kind of key rules of sparring and how the how the warnings and fouls and disqualifications work as well as how you score a little bit on the scoreboard again i don't have a picture of it if i ever find one i'll do a follow-up video on how to read an itf taekwondo scoreboard uh but for now it's not really important so hopefully you find some value in 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 these kind of rules and these kind of these kind of videos around uh, competition rule set um I have been saying about our patterns competition recently as well, or not competition, our patterns uh, feature, for want of a better word. Um, we have three international umpires scoring your patterns. Send us your patterns. We will send it to the umpires. They will return you a score uh, based on tournament criteria. You'll get your 
your level one, two, and level three breakdowns. Um, I know it's not level two and three. It's it's your your fir- your first your your in pattern scoring your level one for your sine wave and power uh, or your sine wave and rhythm and your level two for for power. Uh, and you you get your score and you get your breakdown and you get some feedback. So we have uh, we've had a few videos come in. We've had some scores come back already. I'm gonna like I said last time. I'm actually going to put out the the bios and the umpires that are helping us next few days, and then we'll start to put up a few videos that we're we're seeing as well. And I must get around to doing a pattern myself because, uh, yeah, I want some feedback too. So if you want feedback on your pattern, send them to us and we'll get them off. Um, and yeah, that's it. That's that's our story for for tournament rule set. So we'll go on a little bit. I have some interesting ideas around rhythm and sparring that I might want to explore in the future. But that is a, ton- a discussion for another time. So if you're finding value in this, please give it a share, give it a like, give it a subscribe, all of that. Um, and yeah, we, we'll go from there. Um, if there's anything you want discussed or covered, please drop us a comment and we'll, we'll see what we can do for you. Okay, cool. Thanks very much. See you soon. Bye-bye.